Hey friends, welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. I have our wonderfully talented Bun Sons who've taken the summer off uh, who because they've been busy. They've been baseball stars this summer and now they're, they're back at the racetrack. Um, we went to GP3R a couple weeks ago and they are just back from their trip to Oshwick and Speedway. And I've got to ask boys, um, we'll start with Riley. How was it? Um, it was really good. Um, just to see panties on dirt was one of the most historic panties races in a long time by far. Um, all, like the way it was set up, like the autograph session was really nice. The drivers just were in chairs lined up with their hero cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Like I said, the racing was really good actually um and Raphael Assard he really caught my eye because he spun out in his heat which made him have to start in the back and he raced his way up the field then he got debris got black flagged have had to go to the back of the field once again and then within 10 laps he made his way back up to the front and then he got collected in Schrader's crash but if he didn't get so unlucky I bet he would have won but yeah, I, I think so. I don't he, think he had as much pace as Trayton. Well, it's it's true because I think one of the things that you guys saw is you got to see the dirt racing beforehand. Um, yeah. In terms of compared to Pinty's, how much faster were they? About really, five six seconds. Really yeah. fast. Did you so it's it you could tell the difference. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like the Pinty's barely kicked up any dirt. With the sprint cars, it was really hard to we see. We were in row 21, and we were still getting dirt from the cars. <laughs> yeah. So row 21, where were you guys seated? Uh, right below the announcing box. Yeah. Oh, so on, the, on the front stretch then. Yeah. So from Oshweekin Speedway, being that far back, can you see the entire track? Yes. Yeah. Very easily. Very yeah. easily. Um, one of the things that we were questioning – um, that we are watching. So things that were a little bit weird for us is the stream didn't work properly right from the start. So we missed the beginning um, being at home. But for you guys, um, how crowded was it compared to other races that you've been to? Now, GP3 oh, is I, different. GP3 yeah. is different because it's not as short track, but for a short track, how busy was yes. it? I think like percentage wise, it was definitely one of the fullest races, like out of the capacity it holds and how many people were there is definitely yeah. really full. Like by far the most we've been like at an oval, minus Daytona, obviously for us. But yeah. for Penties, definitely the most for ovals. Maybe not all of them for road courses, just looking at GP3R. Right. But it is definitely um, in the top five, maybe top three. And in terms of the action? Really good. It yeah, was- really good. So one of the things is uh, Clinton, Adam, Greg, they put on that show for um, GeForce TV. We were able to actually watch the qualifying heats. Do you feel that the qualifying heats were needed or would you have rather seen some sort of just a qualifying? I'm going to go with uh, Riley on this one first and then we'll go to you, Owen. Um, I was actually kind of, well, like, yeah, I guess looking forward to single car qualifying because um, we haven't seen them 
one by one on the track. It was practice all together. That's true. The hot laps all together, heats all together. Like, I know it would be good racing and stuff like that, but yeah. just to see how fast the different cars would run. Yeah, yeah. And Owen, what about you? Um, I think we missed out a bit on seeing like the driver's lines and the way yeah. they run dirt, but it provided oh. some much needed action before. The race. Okay. So one of the things that's been a hot kind of topic on the, the Facebook group today has been the stages um, and how long the cautions were. They didn't seem too bad, but would you, have, would you have done 25, 25, or would you have just done the one break at say 50? Um, Okay. So I think the brake is a good idea to help people like fix the cars and stuff. I don't know if I put it like halfway, maybe just before. So it'd set up a longer finish okay. for the end, like on lap, like 35 or something. Yes. There we go. I like that. Um, Riley? I really enjoyed the way I was laid out. Like, cause the race went by really fast. It seemed. Yeah. Um, but it caused since like restarts, if there wasn't restarts, It'd be way much boringer than it was. <laughs> um, there was there was some spinning, but yeah. if if there wasn't like the staging and stuff like that, I don't think it'd be as good. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to you guys both. I want you to think about right now. Think about somebody who really impressed you. Just one that impressed you in the Pindies race, and then somebody that you were expecting maybe a little bit more from. Um, um, Owen, since you've already got an answer, we'll let you go first on the, who you're expecting, who you're expecting more from, um, from the person I was expecting more from Andrew Ranger, his yes. car was by far the fastest in practice. He had mm -hmm. really good heats and then he's just like a seven to 10th place car in the race. Yeah. They, they talked about on the broadcast that maybe he had a tire going down. I don't know, but they were, they were struggling because he's one of the guys that actually pit it. Right. And not, yeah not a lot of guys did pit. Um, so Owen, who was somebody that really impressed you on the dirt? JP Bergeron. I did not expect him to do as good as he did during the, during the weekend. race. Yeah. So he started the heat in sixth place, got up to the lead, but then unfortunately spud and started yeah. back in 24th place. And by the second stage, he was all the way up to 11th. And I think he could have gotten easily a top five, but he yes. just got, involved in that massive crash yeah he did, he had nowhere to go like there's there was not, nothing yeah, yeah there's nothing if he, he got could, through that he would have had a competitive that's a good that's a good pick because he's you know what's interesting is that um jp did, i don't believe is is uh, as a rookie has really he's not gone out and led a whole bunch of laps but he's been very very he's consistent. been yeah very consistency yeah key. exactly and then you look at, well, Triton was really good in his first season, and then he had a difficult second season. So we'll have to see how he does in his second season. He could be fantastic next year. Um, Riley, who uh, was your most impressive and then somebody that maybe um, you're expecting to see more from? Well, I'll also start with the person who is expecting more from. I don't want to say it <laughs> just by the performance of the car, but Styers. Yeah. His practice performance was fifth place. Yeah. Just the race didn't go well for him. Like, mm -hmm. I really like Styers. Yeah. And just, I think it, it was, well. yeah, it just yeah, didn't go luck. well. Um, if it went better for him, he easily would have gotten the top 10, I would think. Um, but for my most, like, 
Um, Most impressive? Was, yeah. I, I do like Bergeron, but like I said at the start, Lassard really impressed me. Like, you think that, well, I would thought that he wouldn't be the greatest under, like top 10, mm-hmm. but come look at all the other drivers like Turkey, mm-hmm. um, like all the drivers who have raced dirt. Um, but Lassard, I don't believe, has even raced dirt because. Not in this series. He, not in this Even series. I, in the trucks, he may have ran Eldora in like the 46 True. or something. Yep. But still, he runs it at he runs it at home, but that's yeah. different. That's not the same type of car, right? So he yeah. he it's true because he also and he also he blew when we say he blew a tire, like that thing flew off the back of his car yeah. and he didn't wreck it. Like he saved it. And, um, and luckily they threw the caution for him or else his race would have been done. But um, I got to throw it to you guys and say, what about our friend, Larry Jackson? Um, he was up in like seventh place right at the yeah. end of the race. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but he like fell back at the end, but they had his 99 car was the fastest for the hot, hot lap, lap challenge, challenge yeah. which I didn't expect <laughs> to see, uh, see him in victory lane was really, really cool. But um, we were on a couple of, of race cars that uh, they went yep, around a couple all of, of all three of the Larry Jackson cars. All Ford, three of the Larry Jackson Ford cars. The Wallace Wallace and uh, Dexter Stacy were on board with Cathcart. and Brian Ooh. Cathcart. And uh, um, you know, <laughs> one thing I think we could say is that track looked a little bit slick. Um, not a little bit; it was a lot. There's our beautiful frisbee. I mean, he's still giving them out, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. But uh, boys, uh, in terms of where this stacks up, okay, in your favorite race weekends. Now, GP3R is a little bit difficult because it was so friggin' hot that it kind of yeah. ruined it kind of ruined it for us because it was like forty one degrees. But uh, in terms of this season, your ranking of tracks that you've been to, where does this where does this end up? Um, actually. Really quickly before I answer that, I do want yeah. to say something that was really cool. Um, on our way home, we actually saw Brian Cathcart on the highway. Oh, did you? And, yeah. He drove past us and put the window down and waved. And waved <laughs> yeah. Was he driving his hauler or was he just driving his own truck? It was truck. just one of his. Yeah. Oh, okay. We we used to drive by. We used to drive by his trailer. <laughs> I guess his house on the way, um, home from racetracks all the time. So. Um, so where does it rank for you? Um, let's go with Owen first. I know Riley's got a lot he's got to think about because he guys done a lot this year. So racing wise, yeah, I would say it was probably the best race of the year out of the four we've been to. Mm-hmm. And like just off track and just like in the garage area, second best to GP3R. Perfect. And how about you, Riley? Um, like Owen said, we've been to four, um, Sunset, CTMP, GP3R, and Oshweekin. Um, yeah, I would say that Oshweekin was the best racing-wise. And I also liked (laughs) that, like I said in the beginning, Oshweekin's, um, autograph, like, the layout was fantastic, really clean, Mm -hmm. um, the only part is that if you didn't have a pit pass, you wouldn't be able to um, get autographs. But 
it was really worth it. And like, it was pretty clean all in all. So I'd say that was also first. Yeah, every person in line got an autograph from every driver. Perfect. That's the way that we want to hear it. Well, the Bun Sons, of course, you will see once again, uh, we are we're basically back. We're going all the way throughout the off season and into next season. We've got a couple of races um, left that we're going to be at uh, Delaware Speedway. Um, boys, yep. you're, you, this is your opportunity because we're not going to ICAR. We're not going to CTMP, but Delaware, that's a championship weekend. So I'm going to have to ask you boys for your predictions right now with the appeals that have gone down. Mark Antoine Cameron will have a 12-point lead over DJ Kennington, 20 over Tagliani in third. Three races left. Prediction time. Uh, who is going to go first? I'll go. All right. Owen will go first. I really, really wish DJ is going to win, but I think Cameron's car is just too fast. Like, he's so good at ICAR. And Delaware, he just needs to be consistent. And CTMP, he and DJ are kind of even there. So he just needs to be consistent. And I think he's going to get it. All right. Riley, as Nala is here to join and hear your prediction. I, well, at the very start of the season, before there was even racing, my, I picked Trayton. And then he went and won at Sunset. So I was like, okay, it's looking good. Then he has, he has been running good. Just not enough for the championship, I think. He'll mm -hmm. easily get a top five, I believe. I think Gary Clue so will be probably top five. But just like Owen, I really hope DJ can get another win and his first time back with the green cash show card. But I think Cameron is going to do it. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in the same agreement there. But you're going to be able to catch the rest of the Bunsons all season long, uh, all of the rest of this year as they continue to do amazing stuff for us in our podcast um we can't wait to bring the boys back week in and week out we've got a lot of exciting guests including clinton jeffrey hopefully we'll have uh jomo from jomo media on here uh we'll have jake sheridan who was just in his yep. first first start so mark dilly is somebody we're hoping to get so lots of fun still that we're going to have I want to thank both you boys for joining me for the beginning of the uh, stickers and scuffs podcast this episode of the Stakers and Scuffs podcast with Cam K and Graydon Bunn has been presented by our friend Remax Jack. If you are looking to sell or buy within the GTA, Remax Jack is the person to go to. He's who Cam K trusts in his search for his next home, and he should be yours as well. Check him out at remaxjack.ca. Hey friends, it is Cam K, Graydon Bunn, back with you for a midweek stickers and scuffs. A little bit different this week because we had a little bit of a delay because we had um, we were both out at the races this past weekend. Um, 
both experiencing our first kind of uh, race situations ever. Um, for me, it was the APC series, my first ever APC series led event. Um, and Graydon got to go be at Oshweekin Speedway for the very first time for the NASCAR Pinty series. Um, we were both talk about our experiences. Obviously, you got to hear about the Bunsons earlier about what they thought about Oshweekin Speedway. So I'm just going to go into quick, quick detail, Graydon, about kind of my time at the yeah. APC series event at Sunset Speedway. All I can say is that racing is not dead. Um, holy moly, that was the most packed I have ever seen a racetrack, at, especially Sunset Speedway. Um, mm -hmm. We were there for a couple of races. It looked a little bit bleak, but this time around, when I graded, when I say there was not an empty seat, there was not. Hospitality was completely full. It was full from turn four all the way over to turn number one. It was it was nuts. I have never, ever, ever seen it so crowded before. The racing was phenomenal. I love the NASCAR Penny Series, but man, they they got me a, a hook, line, and sinker for the APC Series. Um, for the Superstocks, being there for uh, someone who I've grown to be a good friend of, uh, Garrett Teamersma, for him to finally get his first win this season um, and being in the crowd for that. I've said it time and time again, Graydon, um, we don't have a lot of money, okay? We're not big-time sponsors. All we can offer is a deco, maybe a little bit of social media posts, some, some exposure um, being associated with our podcast, but Garrett was – was yeah. game on and we can almost guarantee that we'll be a pain in the driver's ass all the time absolutely to. Yeah. yeah we definitely will be that's what you get with the stickers and scuffs sponsorship you're trying to, package. as i said to him you're stuck with us right yeah. like that's like a bad fart uh, a bad fart but but a good fart yes um, you know um sorry i was hanging around with adam and greg too much this weekend uh, oh but that's what i think we're kind of aiming to be that i think we're all well <laughs> yeah. on our way, yeah. Um, I mean, we got, I got, you got a couple inches to grow to get up to Adam's height, but yeah, um, you know, and I got, yeah, I got, I got to like... shrink, I got to shrink a little bit to get to Greg's size. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, back to Garrett, like, yeah. yeah, way to see our boy do well. And finally he, he's been knocking on that door for a while, hasn't he? And you know what? He kicked ass. He was, he nice. was so happy. He was emotional afterwards. Um, I, Garrett has made me feel like a part of the crew and his mm -hmm. entire crew was like that. He's, he's not, and this is the biggest thing. These super stock guys, they don't have a lot of people on their team. Oh. I mean, Feeney is there. Our boy, Brandon Feeney was there. Feeney had did not have fresh tires. He ran the high side the entire race and he was in 23 cars and he finished 13th. And I was, mm -hmm. uh, he held off. He was, he was trying to get by Trevor Culver. He was like the top, one of the top guys in the championship. I'm looking at this going like this, this is what it's about. Feeney had himself and two people there with him. That's it. Yeah. Had somebody come in and Dan Price come in to be to spot for him. But nice. two crew members, that's it. Two. And you're looking and going like, that's the heart of racing right there. We, yeah. we love the NASCAR penny series, but what, what small time racing continues to show me is the heart and the passion of people is, is just amazing. He doesn't get the, these guys don't get major million dollar checks. They no. don't. Feeney wouldn't make that trip if he didn't love to do it. He, he wouldn't. And, and he, you know, I, I, we, we want to try that and get boys had a rough year. And, and Feeney to his credit. And I mean, he's done way more for us than he cares even to admit. I mean, he, he's very humble about it, but mm -hmm. he, um, 
I asked and said, how much is it for tires? And, and he said, listen, the exposure is, is that you guys can provide is, is more than enough. And I got a lump in my throat about that because I know how expensive this racing deal is. And these guys doing what they're doing is I just, I don't know about you, man, but I just want to help. I just mm-hmm. want to help get them sponsors, help get them seen because those guys in the APC series, man, um, the super stocks, the legend cars, they, they were amazing. It was such a great show. And I love that. How about those legends, eh? Holy moly, man. we got Hudson Nagy bombing around mm-hmm. in that 36. The Cuthbertsons, who I don't know, but I swear there was a Cuthbertson when I was like a little kid in the series. Might be the same guy. I don't know. But you get Pete Vanderwist from Cast Car running around. Yeah. And you're going like, this is, this is, I mean, Caden Lapsovich went and run the 12 car for his brother. Yeah. And, uh, our boys like Brandy McFerrin, Marley Owen was in that race. She was running well until she had a mechanical issue. We had like four or five cars in the super stock race that had our deck on it. Then you had Connor James and, and Taylor. I love both of those. Well, Taylor came up to me right away and gave me a big hug. And she said, well, you got decals for our car. And it was just like, you're like, these guys don't have to do this. And I just, I, I think you're going to be in the same opinion. Like when you were at Oshweekin, when I was at Sunset, we're really seeing the good of racing in Canada. It's, it's not the same watching it on TV mm-hmm. compared to going out and interacting with these, these guys and these girls, because I tell you, I've never felt so a part of a community before. I've never felt so respected for just being myself. Um, they all come from different walks of life. And while there might be disagreements and there might be fights and, and you know, issues over technical rules and um, situations like that, the respect that we've gotten from guys as high up as Marc-Andre um, or Marc-Antoine Cameron, JC Payet, DJ Kennington, LP Dumoulin, to guys in the Super Sox series, to even the little teams the, with the Verburns running micro sprints, it it, it just I, I almost feel like Graydon, we we've said this time and time again, but it doesn't feel normal. It's just it's it blows our mind. I get to go out and call a race at Peterborough Speedway. You got to go up into the booth at Oshweekin Speedway. They don't have to do that, and I just you had this long amazing post that I had to put out there. But that you sent me thanking people. And I have to do the same because the APC series, while it took me a while to get a little bit comfortable, um, Ryan Dyson, another guy, him and Jamie were mm-hmm. there. They were amazing. It was so cool to be able to interact with them at the racetrack. And um, they're I, a great Mike, story too. Mike Schmidt, who mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was Mike Schmidt until he turned around and looked at me. And I was like, oh my God, that's Mike Schmidt. Our buddy Mike Russell, um, flagman extraordinaire at Sunset Speedway. Um, to see Derek Smith, who I don't even know what you can call him. He's just like the grand Puba of, um, of, uh, uh, I did call him Pumba, <laughs> like the Lion King. I think I did. <laughs> the, he's like the, the guy that we always see at the racetrack. He's, uh, when we were talking about him before, we had no idea his name, but he always has the long hair and the beard. And yeah. Like, I know that photographer. I see him everywhere. And yeah. you see him at sunset. And then he was at Oshweekin. So yes, he I was. was. I love seeing that. And Greg McPherson and all the media people, Tony Spiteri, Quickwick, like the community, Mike Rice, who we always seem to 
to just forget about Mike. Mike's one of been one of the guys that like, as soon as we started, Mike was just on the ball yeah. with us and, and always is a awesome person to say hi to EHR um, the Stacy's uh, like, it's just, the community is such a good group of people and I can't wait to see what we can do for next year, Graydon, because I mean, I did one race for the APC series so far and I'm like, I have to see more, <laughs> you know, OSS is the same thing. The OSS series, I think that's going to continue to grow. Um, you've seen, we've seen the outlaw midgets. You loved the Jessica, J- Jessica James and Rob Harrison hooligan. Out yeah. There. The hooligan there finished second in his outlaw race, his best ever finish to Jessica James and, um, you know, we're continuing to, to grow this and, and grow racing in Canada, not just us. There's so many podcast people and social media, Brent, who's from Oshweekin Speedway and the racing Canucks, uh, wide world of motorsports, James and Michael. I think Michael was out at the racetrack. Actually, James was too at Oshweekin yeah. Speedway. And yeah, James um, got some, uh, some great pictures, got uh, some great pictures. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else there's Clinton Jeffrey. Like the guy, I don't know how he has the energy. And I think that's going to be our transition into Oshweekin Speedway um, for the that's 100. A good, a good segue, bud. We're learning, buddy. We're learning how to do these, these transitions and segues. That's huh? right. Um, but Clinton was probably, I don't know how much he was probably, how many steps. He probably beat Joel. I would imagine he probably beat Joel. Oh. I mean, Joel, with, Joel's with really hard to beat. With all due respect. Yeah, yeah. With all due respect. But Clinton was doing a lot um, there and, and we know, and that was the coolest thing about this whole experience, Graydon, is I knew how much this event meant to, to him, to Glenn, to Adam, to Greg, and of course, to Tony Spiteri, who was one of the, the, the guys that came up with the concept and the idea. And I've got to ask, man, you got there early. You got to see it before it was full of people. Jucasa was one thing. Toronto GP3R is one thing. Is this another crown jewel for Canadian racing? 100%. I didn't even have to hesitate there, did I? I mean, it's, oh. man, we got there on Saturday and I call it just so everybody listening and watching. I'm going to just say the weekend because the race was Tuesday night, felt like Saturday came home on Sunday, which was Wednesday, went to work today, Thursday, which was Monday in every sense of the friggin' word, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, uh, it's absolutely a crown jewel race. Your segue with Clinton, we got there on Saturday, set up camp. We set up camp in the, in the blue section. That's the quiet section across the road. No regrets there. It, uh, the trip was kind of a, a combination of us fun boys getting our race and fix. And then we were there a couple of days early before the racing started and, and Jess uh, and the boys and I just kind of hung out at camp and played games and um, did the camp life kind of thing. And then we brought our bicycles. So we'd go and just kind of get a lay of the land and ride around the tracks completely. Like when the place is uh, quote unquote dormant, when there's no racing activity, like, you can ride around, like you can ride your bike right in through the main gates and up into the grandstand and just like look out over the track. So we did that. We rode in through the paddock area and up to turn three where you jump onto the track and, um, and get a real feel for the banking and just how you see those, 
like those action sprints just screaming around there. Like Owen said, we're sitting 20 rows up and getting dirt in the face. Like, and when you sit, when you see at the campsite, say a kilometer away and you got that dirt haze in the air and the, in the night lights and the fireworks and, and you and I, like we all saw the, the GP three R fireworks display, which was, which I say rivals Disney world and their pyrotechnics dollar for dollar Glenn Styers and his group, I'd say almost, I mean, obviously, like I say, in, in relative scale, that fireworks that they do at, at Oswegan was something else too. It, the winners just, the, uh, it, the, I, I guess the pageantry you call it, it's just, everything is just done to the nth degree. It's, it's like Jucasa was. If you step foot on the Jucasa property after 2017 and before the pandemic hit, you know what I'm talking about when you you feel like this almost doesn't feel like we're at home. Like this is this is in our country and it's like a premier world-class dirt racing facility that it attracts the likes of Ken Schrader and Stuart Friesen and and Tony Stewart. And when you drive onto that the Oswego or into into the town and everything, and you see Styers Gas Bar on the property, and and Glenn's building another new building there that uh, is well underway. That's going to be kind of the successor to the original Gas Bar, and he's so ahead of the curve where he wants to have sort of an interactive shop there where he the just people picking up fuel can look in a window and see a race car. I mean, like that's that's pretty neat. Um, and this is literally folks as, as Adam introduces them in every feature that Glenn's there, he's from turn two in Oshweek in Ontario. Like that's the only guy that can drive his race car to work. Like, yeah, uh, man, I could go on for days about this and that we even, we, we tentatively had, it didn't work out, but, uh, Glenn had invited me to jump in the water truck with him and go out there and our schedules just, just didn't quite align, but he was good enough uh, as you saw, maybe you have uh, our listeners to um, give me some time uh, on race day to talk about it. And I could honestly spend an entire episode talking to Glenn about track prep alone, never mm-hmm. mind racing on it. The guy is just, uh, well, his passion is unparalleled in terms of, of dirt racing and it shows. That was the thing that got me was his comments. Mm-hmm. He's putting on this biggest event and he, what is he talking most about is all the people that came up and said to him how awesome it was. Mm-hmm. His greatest moment for this happening was the people coming. He's that, that's yeah. humble. That's humble. there's no greater compliment to the man uh, that foots the bill for the place that keeps the and, lights on knowing that he's, he's got his loyal customers and he's attracting new ones. And, and yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't even touch on Clinton yet, but yeah, that started on Saturday night when we went and uh, we hung out with the Verburns, Chris and Rick and Gwen and Ryan and, and Leah, she didn't race, but uh, she was there too. And uh, they're all repping our, our podcast with yep. the logos on their cars and everything, but just hanging out with I, like, I felt like I was being a pain in Rick's ass and, and Chris <laughs> um leah she had or not leah i'm sorry uh, gwen had a mechanical issue with her car where the chain kept jumping off and so they got yeah. her back into the pit area and 
I wanted to get Chris to sign the hats for the, the giveaways and stuff like that. But like, that's, you know, like they're on the job, whether it's their, mm-hmm. their kids box stalker, or if it's DJ Kennington's number 17 Castrol's super clean car, these guys are yeah. at work and, and it's arguably maybe more invested because it's their kid. So Chris was working and thrashing like crazy. And Steve, was there as well, like running parts out to him and everything. And so we spent a good bit of the night with the Verburns and that was super fun learning a bit about what uh, their series is all about. We got to hang out with uh, the Herniac Hall boys. Love those boys. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Our favorites. Uh, yeah. Mike, Mark, uh, Uncle Bobby. Uncle and, Bob. Uh, and then um, Jay Christie kind of, he was a, a, a member of that cast of characters, too. That was a pretty fun night. I'll say that on Saturday night, watching the <laughs> bo- uh, the micro sprints rip around there. Now, Graydon, did this change? And this is, I think, a very interesting question because I think this was the intention. Mm-hmm. And Glenn touched on it, but I'm curious mm-hmm. how it worked for you. Did you become a Dirt fan? Okay. This is, uh, I'm glad you kind of this is, pitched it this that is, way. Yeah. You know me, I'm a, I'm a fairly social guy. I like yep. talking to people. I talked to a lot of people this weekend. I talked to people I knew. I talked to people that I had never met in my life just to get a feel of what was, what, to see if everybody was kind of feeling the way I felt. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, um, Tony's vision, Clinton's vision, Glenn's vision, everybody that had a hand in this. um, This was the coming together, the bridging of gaps, if you will. We had the pavement pounder fans, people like people look at our shirt. They like, that was another thing too, where people they're like, Oh, you guys are asphalt guys. You could tell by just stickers and scuffs. There's no scuffs in the dirt. So they, uh, like we were there as students of the dirt racing world yeah. and it was really neat to be educated, um, like the yeah. crossover. Yeah. yeah. Like talking to yeah. Aaron Turkey, that guy's used to like ripping that place faster. Yeah. Like you in the blink of an eye, he's gone around you. And this is why we're fans of different disciplines of racing because comparatively, on its face, you look at a action sprint or a Knights of Thunder sprint rip around there. And then here come the Pinty's cars. Yeah. Just kind of moseying around. Mosey. That's a good word for it. They're moseying Comparatively, around. it looks like they were moseying around, yeah. but then you start kind of forget about the pace of it and just watch them race one another, race the track. Yes. And I'll tell it you one thing super cool to watch and then that also like the science of preparing the track to make it race that way you know what happens you know what happened Graydon and I I know the boys will appreciate this one Mm -hmm. um I found the the action sprint tour maybe was a little less it was more stagnant for me Mm -hmm. but the three when the 360s came out that that uh that race on the Tuesday you know what happened I found myself going I I want another 10 laps I want another 10 laps because Stuart Friesen and, and Cola Giovanni were putting on one hell of a show. And I'm like, I want, oh, I, the want battle. Like, I don't want this to end. And yeah. then I said, holy crap, I think I just became a dirt fan. Yeah. Like, it, and that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. I'm like, that is genius. 
Because and that's a two-way street because you have those sprint car guys, the fandom that's there watching those guys yeah. rip that place to shreds, just screaming yeah. around there. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're watching these freaking stock cars mosey yeah. around here and we're loving this because, like, honestly, the the energy was off the charts well, the whole time. Like, and we've, just we've awesome. had, and I said this before, whoever decided in the schedule to have GP3R and then Oshweekin, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. because we gained over, I feel like oh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was over 500 new members to join the NASCAR Pinty Series group. We have, wow. it, you have to add, you have to answer questions to be part of the group so that we get rid of those spam accounts. Cause unfortunately there's a lot of those, yes. but it was, who are your favorite uh, racers? Dave Bailey, Aaron Turkey, Glenn Styers, guys from the dirt world coming in and saying, yeah, I liked that. I liked it. I had never seen it. So what does it do? It's feeding both sides of it. Now, Absolutely. what I see, what I see is, okay, you know who else runs dirt that is not a sprint car? The Oscar Hot Rods and the Ontario Sportsman Series. Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's go full bore next year. You have your sprint car Monday because they mm-hmm. did two days because of the, the sprint car nationals from last year. And then this year, why not sprint car Monday, stock car Tuesday. You have all of them on one day, all of them on another day, or even lead it up on the weekend. Right. It was remarkable. I was so entertained and I didn't think I would be. I think what we've seen uh, in recent weeks in terms of not necessarily on the track, but from um, personnel announcements and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, <coughs> nothing, me. nothing's really off the table. Like any viable kind of, maybe not 2023, but like don't yeah. discount anything. But I like you can race fans in Canada can rest assured from the NASCAR standpoint. Um, but I feel like that's going to trickle over into other series because I, because I feel like um, if you've heard uh, Tony Spiteri's uh, interview with Craig McPherson on the Inside Track TV uh, channel, it's it makes I know it made me feel very optimistic about things like you just said, maybe a little more of companion events, uh, yeah. getting series. He, the way he spoke, like it sounded like such a novel idea. And I, I mean, Tony, like I say, he has. Uh, an amazing business savvy and and just the right man for this kind of job. But like where he said, we're going to get all facets of uh, like everyone together NASCAR in Canada yes. to talk, to have like a, a, like a town hall, like an open style meeting. And that was like a revolutionary idea. Like that's crazy to me. Not like that's that. a freaking great idea, but like, not just that though, <laughs> is that one thing that I think they, they made the mistake with is referring to nascar down south to handle things and that might just be a personnel issue that they didn't have the personnel they wanted it centralized into charlotte and, and that could have been terms when they purchased cascar like exactly. everything goes through us exactly. but now that it's been in it's standing alone in yep. canada and we I have think, a little more leverage i think exactly and i think you've got the person o'donnell here. saw it he came to he did three r he saw it and then they said that oh well, well we want to bring Xfinity to it. Well, okay. We well, had more than double the people in GP3R than they did in Michigan. 
I, I wouldn't. I 132,000 people. Is that how much it was? GP3R. And is that to 16 that all in three, Michigan? All three days, or is that just all three days? All three That's, days. Yeah. Remarkable. Remarkable. It was us and 130,000 of our friends. <laughs> and that, that shows that when you do it right, you do some. I'm curious what the Oshwinka numbers and the APC numbers will be because this past oh. weekend was. I, I cannot, I'm, I, I've never seen the racetracks so full and just so much. It blood. was stuffed, man. Like the, yes. behind the, the grandstand, like it seemed mm-hmm. like the whole grandstand was jammed full, but then you'd go out back to the concessions and there's people out there too. Like yep. it was everywhere. The backstretch grandstand was full. Like when we were, everybody was doing the cell phone lights, man, it was just a sea of cell phone lights. Like and, it was and like a freaking Garth Brooks concert, man. That's the thing, man. There is still a lot that we have to work on absolutely 100 percent. oh for sure this is the the stream was was a problem it Mm -hmm. it was a problem right from the beginning timing and scoring is another problem but when tony says when tony says that we're going to have a canadian team that's going to handle it's not going to go it's going to be like nascar international or whatever that's going to handle this it's not going down to charlotte anymore um more or less is kind of i think what he said is that it's going to be a team focused here um what I see from that is that you're going to have more than likely and hopefully a site dedicated from Canada, because I know that there's, there's more than likely boxes that these guys are put into. If they have to go and connect with somebody in Charlotte to do something, that's a lot of working around where mm. instead of having a streamlined team, you just go to this person and say, do it instead of having to go to this person, this person, this person, this person to get it done. Yeah. Right? I think as Tony said, like they could have something solved in four minutes as opposed to four. Exactly. Look at the days back in Cascar. And that's where the way that they that's kind of how they have to go about it. Have Mm -hmm. your own webmaster, have your own website, have your own timing and scoring dealt with. The race monitor is perfectly fine. We don't need a specified, you know, paid for service that doesn't work half the time. You know, Mm -hmm. we're gonna get there. And I, I want people's patience to, to just stay there a little bit longer because we're getting there. Live streaming, that's still a long way away, okay? Live mm-hmm. TV, like we, we've got live online streaming. That's a huge, huge thing. But the costs involved are still way too high. And then there's a matter of licenses, platforms, and availability yep. of the streams coming out there. But I think let's just acknowledge seeing, it. Like, keep it realistic. This is exactly. huge for Canada. It like the, is the gains that we're going to make in the coming years is huge. And you're looking now at what we weren't seeing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. There's people on the page that are saying, well, we got to go to BC or we got to go back out to Riverside. Well, I know we've talked with Pete. How many drivers have we talked to Graydon that said Riverside is the, car, the, the track I want back first. Mm-hmm. It's the track. We're going out to Newfoundland now. Make yep. it like what we do for the Western races. Have it the Sunday and then the the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Make it one of those trips that they, they can do. And, and just, I hope that what we'll be able to see is that growth province-wide. Now, BC is- And I feel like we're going to see that. We are. BC is a little tough because the RSV yes. series is dominant out there. And I would like to respect them because they're doing a good job out there. But for us- as much as the home is, and it still is, the home base is still Ontario. As much as people will disagree with that, it is the truth. Now, Quebec has definitely got the most talent in the series, but where a lot of the cars are coming from still are from Ontario. It is still mm-hmm. an Ontario-centered series. 
However, as we've talked about many times, the amount of tracks that we have in Ontario are dwindling. So you're going to have to expand. You're going to have to go to those facilities. I would like to see a Peterborough with Flamborough come back. I think yep. it's not out of a uh, realm of possibility. I know that there's some big names in the series that want to see 20 races. I don't think it's very viable, but the fact that you even have people that want that is a good sign. You have people that want to invest. Now, mm-hmm. with us, we're going to be there through every step of the way. Your boys have seen this series as as when they were the youngest of young and now they're hitting their teenage years and it's going to change completely it it i think it's pretty neat to see like my boys have been around at a very interesting time for well life in general but i mean in terms of specific to the nascar canada series they saw the tail end of the canadian tire era Mm -hmm. which activation was a little horrible. bit low yeah it was horrible low it was terrible yeah by the end of it yeah they like they came out guns bl- and i like we're they, not in those shoes though right so we don't know no, like I, on its face but i mean they gave scott and 22 racing a ton of support which was awesome when you hold canadian tire up to when 2016 when pinchies came into the picture under uncle tony the activation was night and day and and ever since then the the trend was upward and then as we've talked about time and again how we were born from the the rugby and swept out from under us in 2019 i think we are now in a position especially how everything comes around full circle again tony's kind of in a position of power but in a position of ultimate power i feel that you know we we could be on where we were at in 2019, but hitting a steeper curve, like we're going to get better faster. Like Lord, no, like the eighties didn't come to Canada until the nineties. You're too young for that. But I mean, like we're behind (laughs) the times anyways, but like, I mean, as you said, streaming's a long way off, but I mean, our fan base has to acknowledge the gains that the series is making the desire and the ambitions that they have. And that is hard though. That is hard though, because there are a lot of people that are coming in that are brand new to it. And yes. so automatically you're going, well, why isn't this available? Well, it's the, the main thing. Look at the difference between the Cup Series, okay? The Cup yeah. Series is streamed on Fox and NBC. That is two of the biggest platforms across America, mm-hmm. okay? TSN is not one of those. It's, it's not. What they're asking for is the equivalent of it going on to CTV. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen here. It just, it isn't. The fan base is not big enough for them to take it and move it onto a mainstream platform like that. Even the NASCAR Cup Series doesn't have that platform here, okay? That's why it's on a sports channel. And everybody says, well, TSN's this and TSN's that. Okay, fair. You can have your opinion on it. You've got one other option. And that's the channel, Sportsnet, which put IndyCar on a paid subscription service. Exactly. So it's the same the same problem here. Now, my hope, and I think your hope, is that NASCAR eventually will get its own service, like a Netflix, yeah. Yeah. where it has everything available for you. Yeah, you all its series under its all, umbrella. Everything under one umbrella. Yeah. Is that going to happen in the next five years? Absolutely not. No way. No. Because no. the amount of... I work in intellectual property law 
There's new TV deals now too. Like there's, there's no way it's so happening. many conflicts legality wise in writing up those types of contracts. It is, it's not something that takes one year. I had a conversation with somebody from NASCAR who was, was correcting me on that. It isn't a NASCAR problem that we don't have the live TV. There's a lot more that goes into it. Now, NASCAR is definitely a part of that, but you have to remember these races that air on a Sunday are airing the same time the cup series is on. So what are mm-hmm. you going to do? You're going to bump the cup series off for a Pinty series race where you're going to have maybe a third of the, the interest. Mm-hmm. That's a hard sell to give to a cable company. Right? So I agree in that we should have it, but I think what, what we have now is the best alternative in that it's streaming line online mm-hmm. essentially for free. If you have cable subscription. Now, unfortunately back in the day, Graydon, that wouldn't have been a problem because everybody had cable. How many people have cable now? Yeah, it's getting rarer and rarer. It's getting rarer and rarer. So people are are more upset because they have to pay for it when it used to be something that you just put your bunny ears up and you got TSM, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have that anymore. So it the whole process is going to change in the matter of of years. And I think GeForce has a great idea Mm -hmm. with what they do with APC. But again, what's the difference? That's not a NASCAR license. NASCAR has to go through a lot of loopholes to be able to put their broadcasts on. There's so many legality. Like when I say like, there's so many licensing stuff that you have to do approvals. It has to go through this. It has to go through that. And it's not free. You have to Mm -hmm. stream. It is hard. When I talked to one of the tech guys that was putting on the broadcast and he explained the situation, the reason why our, our stream was struggling is because every single person that came into Osh weekend, what were they using? Their data. Data, yeah. They were using their cell phone. Mm -hmm. And that drains what you need to be able to put on a broadcast. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that we encountered 30 years ago. It's so different now, Graydon. How many people would you say had their phones out when you guys were doing pace laps? Everybody, right? Everybody, everybody that had a phone, basically. Everybody had that phone. had a phone. Exactly. Which is pretty much everybody. Yeah. Then you're going to add your timing and scoring. You're going to add the race monitor. You're going to add the local track internet. Then you're going to add all that expensive equipment on top of it. It isn't as simple as people think it is. Yeah. It's like plugging a town into an extension cord. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's what I was told is that he said, well, the internet doesn't typically get this much usage at one mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Even if you're there on a weekly race for which weekend, I would imagine there's a lot more people. Yeah. Right? It man, if don't put it past the ownership group to have some sort of a like you said, I, I don't know squat about the like some sort of big giant Wi-Fi booster machine tower thing in the back, or I don't know. <laughs> like as like Clinton shot a video, like mm-hmm. there are people still leaving from the NASCAR week and they already had like a, a excavation contractor in there tearing out beside the, the next the concrete day. slabs. The next like, day. Yeah. They're already Remarkable. improving. Like as it, the best never rests. And I, I can yeah. see that, that the VIP building that they have there that's been put in with the suites 
I can I can see that there's going to there they must be doing some sort of Wi-Fi booster or they're going to in the future. Like as I said, they that ownership group and management group has their finger on the pulse of what fans want, what fans like. You walk into their speed shop, there is everything like custom made decals, the like G-Force Glenn Styers decals, every type of t-shirt, hat, like and that's what we need. Marketing the Pinty's foods. Like you can get yeah, a Pinty's combo. You get Pinty's chicken wings. You can get Pinty's chicken tenders with some fries and some dipping sauce for 11 bucks. Like that's, a that's good not deal. half bad. Yeah, that's exactly. a good deal. Get yeah. your product out there. They have food trucks from the local area. Like you can get tacos, you can get ice cream, you can get slushies. You like, they just, you as they said, it's, it was a festival. When we were at GP3R, man, that was that was to me how you build we saw it start at delaware last year mm-hmm. they had a lot of vendors there that's how you build each event even as small at the smaller tracks you need that you got little guys like this like larry jackson perfect example it, the apc guys they had merch at yep. the track that's what you need yeah, that's um, I, like little decals like this. That goes a long way for a fan base. That's how we yeah, B squared B squared decals whipped up a bunch of these. Yeah. Um, and there's and, ways that there's ways that they can continue to grow. We've seen quick wick merch. We were yep. standing in the quick wick tent. Got myself and, a new quick wick hoodie. There you it's go. Agnoni's yeah. got hats out. They had shirts out. Pie See, in? folks, it's coming. It just it's it, coming. It's, it's just it's part of doing business and the evolution of it. Like we honestly, have to remember too, COVID. People mm-hmm. forget a lot of t- the race teams took a huge hit. The, I don't believe the payments were there like they would have been if mm-hmm. it wasn't affected. Now you can see everybody's trying to join me <laughs> on the broadcast here. Hey, but as you like the sponsorship climate, teams that attract and secure funding a lot of that funding it's it's great but a lot of it has to go directly into the race program you don't have leftover funds to to print off decals but now there's yep how expensive many exactly but there's there's becoming options available that like your Vista prints and, yep. and your, or sorry, I shouldn't have said them for fast signs and fast um, signs Ajax. <laughs> yeah. You get, you stop into fast signs Ajax and see what they can do for you to whip up a ton of Tell them stickers uh, decals and, scuff and stuff. Tell yeah. them stickers and scuff cinch. There's options. Like you said, that little decal right there. Let's, let's see it on the camera again, because yeah. I want to, I want to say. What that's... fan doesn't want to have something tangible in their hands from a driver they root for? Like, just to, I, even a decal. I want that everywhere. Yeah. Because that's our series. Now, we have a, we have a ways to go mm-hmm. um, in terms of that. I think one thing that would help, Graydon, as we've talked about, is getting that manufacturer support back. That's going to be a big hurdle. It, it is. But that was when it was at its strongest. And unfortunately, I think people that are waiting for that, it's not going to happen because... Yeah, Dodge, I think you're going to be waiting a long, Dodge long time has already announced. That. Dodge announced that they're, they are not going to be back with the Hellcats and the Challengers. like there's, And the Chargers, I think it was. Chargers and Challengers. They're stopping production. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to come back and promote a car that they're not 
manufacturing anymore. That's not going to happen. So your Mopar, more than likely, that's not coming back. Ford might be on the way in. I would hope because the Mustang, and we were talking with J.P. Bergeron, what did he say? He said a lot of people were really interested in it. They really yeah. like the look of it. And I'm like, that's fantastic. One, one manufacturer we haven't gotten yet is Toyota. Mm-hmm. I know there's been rumblings on Toyota. How legit? Probably not much. But there's still that option there. There's more ways to grow. I think the people are seeing, we did this first. I, as much as people are going to hate me for saying this, we did street racing first. Yep. We technically were doing dirt first until COVID ruined that. Yeah, right? we totally had that first. I wouldn't be shocked if we go to do an ice race or a snow race at some <sighs> oh, point. Oh, you beat like, me. Damn it. I, I'm No, I'm serious. Like I am too, you know, man. The I, Euro Series is doing it. We legitimately, legitimately, if they found a safe way to do it, which I'm sure they could come up with, I, the, the amount of guys who've already done it, why not? Or hell, you just go out to where live races and get the guys all running their chevettes out there and do like a pro invitational. Yep. There's man. There's so much, man. We are, we are living this and I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm freaking loving it. I'm <laughs> loving this. I, you beat me to the freaking ice racing thing. Cause the, it's something that everybody like, it, just like dirt. You're like, Oh, that's yeah. not what they're for or whatever any more than they are for a street race. But now the we the wheel and Euro series is going to go ice racing. Yeah. Is it, this is a technical question that maybe I'm not sure if any of our North American Canadian <laughs> guys know for sure. Now that probably these teams are going to have more or less a purpose built or heavily modified dirt car. Can a dirt car be an ice car? Can now, you like put studded tires on that? And, and if you're telling me that you're not going to get some guys like Andrew Ranger, who's been spotted, or Graydon Bunn, or he's he a great well, of course, <laughs> I'm getting my NASCAR license if they ever go ice well, racing. A- Andrew Ranger, I'm saying example, it right now, he's sponsored by a company that makes snowmobiles. Yeah. So you can't tell me that there wouldn't be a ton of excitement from those type of companies, like a sale. For cross promotion, you got like cross promotion, cross promotion like exhibits that La Rue. Up with the track. La Rue, they're the yeah. huge sponsor for Alex LeBay. They're perfect for this type of thing. We're talking about companion races. Why not have it paired up with like a snow cross team? Like, you there have you like go. snowmobile drags with friggin' Pinties on a flat oval, like ice I mean, oval. It'd be friggin' amazing. The reality, the, the sad thing is, is that we're losing tracks in Ontario because of the, yeah. the amount of. Plowing um, off on the lake. Well, the information, the infrastructure, man. It, yes. The the cities are why we don't Sprawling have Sprawling anymore. Right? Barry Speedway. I think Sunset Speedway is in the danger zone. Flamborough's in the danger zone. Uh, Delaware's in the danger zone. We've heard it all before because they're just they're building houses, they're taking a step down, noise complaints. No matter what we do, that is going to be the fight in Canada mm-hmm. because no matter what. The money that comes into these tracks, I don't believe is going into the infrastructure of the city. And that's different. Whereas some of those racetracks that like we see downtown, downtown, down, uh, down South, that huge deal with Norks Wilkesboro. Why is that happening? Because the government gave them all those monies. (laughs) Our government is not going to do that as much as we would love it. They have no interest in helping. Not 
ever again will we ever get federal support ice hockey rink sure but nascar track or jucasa not gonna happen unfortunate but that's the truth it was you know it was a big big deal i think we can get i think if if we're able to find some new markets in nascar meaning sponsorship areas that haven't been tackled yet and i'm hitting on one big one right now i'm just gonna say it cannabis I know NASCAR has rules about cannabis um, being on sponsors, but what's the biggest booming business in Canada right now? Cannabis is multi-billion dollar industry. This is the disconnection between Canadian NASCAR and American NASCAR too. Markets are completely different things. You can't completely different. You can't set like phone it in down South and say, Hey, can we do this? And they're like, Oh no, you can't do that. Cause they have no idea. They don't have the boots on the ground. That's that's why I think it's a good idea that we do have a NASCAR Canada being in charge of everything. They can say, okay, well this is okay because it is legal here. Mm -hmm. There's legality. You don't have to jump over the hoops there. Right. Whereas and we're not saying this is no, going to happen. No, this we're not saying like, that at all. But it's we're spitballing. We're fans. Fine. Yeah, that's the Tony thing. has said that they. I don't know if he's like. I'm pretty sure he's not citing this specific no. example. But like, no. Tony has said that it's about going after markets that haven't necessarily been gone after before. Attracting Quick Quick was people. a perfect example. Yeah, Quick Quick was a perfect example. Did you know Quick Quick before? No. No, you were a camper. I was a camper. I was in scouts for like 15, 16 years. Exactly. I never heard of it. When they said that this has been around since 1993, Mm -hmm. I said, what? I have never heard of it before. That's how people will get somewhere. They come into this series. They are willing to get down and dirty, get with a driver or a team. And we go crazy for this type of stuff. Race fans are some of the most loyal. They want gear. They yep. want to show off. I know we're going way past our allotted time here, but we yes, we are. But we've put in a lot of love to this series, to racing in general, and to see some of the companies that give back. They deserve this. They deserve that recognition. That's why we want to showcase them. Not only because they support us as well. So we want to thank everybody that's on our shirts that supports us week in, week out. Our boy, Remax Jack, helping me out currently with uh, trying to move up, uh, moving on up to the east side, um, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was born in 1991. I shouldn't even get that reference. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> but nice. Well done. But we're going to wrap it up, Graydon. Um, yep. Great Grading for Graydon uh, for this weekend. Oh, Jesus. It's like easily an A plus, man. It couldn't have been any better. Before we, there has to be something that you wish was different. Whether it's the format, the the drivers that were there, whether it's amenities, weather. Okay. There is something that I do want. I don't know if it's something that I wish was different. We, it's something that I feel like we actually should address before we wrap up sort of the Oshweekin thing. Mm -hmm. Huge storyline Christopher Bell was supposed to drive the yes. 64 in substitute of Mark Dilly for yeah. white motorsports rumors start swirling around at the track. Seabell's not coming and online. Yeah. See like at home, it was, yep. it was starting. 
So there's put all the root, whatever reason. Whatever happened. Yeah, whatever happened, happened. But. Or didn't happen, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) You still had a legend in Ken Schrader show up and drive a legendary ride for Ed Hackinson Racing in that three car. Did it for Dale, man. Did it for Dale. Man. And that's not like. Kenny took a lot of that. crap, and Kenny took a lot of crap in 2001 after the yeah. Daytona 500. Dale and was it, his friend. It's not the same, yeah. And yeah. I thought, as a, it's a weird sort of full circle, but like it's kind of neat to see Kenny drive a three car. Yeah. Um, that story alone, I thought was pretty cool. That like Kenny at uh, yeah. the better part of 70 years old is still like a kid at the wheel, man. That guy's got fast hands and a heavy foot. Oh, yeah. and he can drive. Oh, yeah. Um. And then anyway, but back to Seabell um, and Stuart Friesen too, driving the flagship yeah. 22 car. That's been a deal. That's been like three years in the making. And we finally yeah. got to, we finally it's got to see Stuart and man, he was damn close. And I he bet yeah, so close, that guy's going to be back next year for, yeah. uh, to try and vindicate and uh, get one man. step better. On again, but, more, that, um, more of those cars out there, Mr. Transmission, he needs you coming around every week. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that, that was a great was looking 22 car. Coming. But, but Bell, uh, yeah, Bell's so Seabell, yeah, Seabell, no show. Jake Sheridan has a NASCAR license, and Jake Sheridan keeps his driver gear with him as any smart driver should. Exactly. And doesn't the kid get in there and set the world on fire? And I'm not kidding, and I don't think anybody else, like, yeah, at me if you want. I don't think Seabell could have done any better than what Jake Sheridan did in that no. 64 car. And he I'll took that you, car and ran with it, man. I'll tell you, man, they... I said this. Before. So that I don't know if that's your like that was no, a, like absolutely. one of my favorite stories, other than Aaron taking one of Larry's cars to the front for the hot oh, lap yeah. challenge, the, oh, yeah. the quick quick hot lap challenge. But uh, I, uh, I would say props to Jake Sheridan. I would say, man, Jake, um, him and Jake Hooker it was the, it was the week of Jake's yep. and Jake setting up the car for Ken Schrader. Um, a lot of people talking about that he he deserved to ride as well. So I mm-hmm. don't think that we're getting 23 next year, I think, or 24 next year. I think we might be a little bit more. Um, I think you get a little more, more prep, more intention. Josh Williams has already said, our buddy Josh said next year, next year. Yeah. Um, you know, they we, talked about 30 cars this year and it didn't quite happen. I mean, but, the, but it was no shortage of competition. It was awesome to watch. I think it was but a good now thing. that this has been out there and now the buzz is there. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of people, I mean, as Tony has said, like if you listen around to the different people that have spoke, it could have went either way. It could have been yeah. a complete, could have been Bristol on dirt. Yeah, it could have right? been a complete gong show. Yeah, but man, all in all, that race was a pretty compelling race. There was good battles. Oh, yeah, um, it, it the track was prepared really well. Um, I think side by side, side by side, finished to the to the line for. First and what second, more could you ask third for? and fourth. Like you literally could not ask that. And they were there side was battles by side, the whole race side long. by side for like the, the last whole almost the full three turns of the last lap. Yep. You don't get that all the time. So I definitely think that we've had and we've been privileged with some amazing racing this mm-hmm. year. We still have three to go. ICAR is not my favorite, but it might put on a show this year. I think the championship this as tight as it is. I expect to see some craziness there. I think CTMP, we always know, is going to get crazy. And then, of course, Delaware, 
is Delaware. It is the mm-hmm. home of crazy. So as we saw last year, and I don't know if there's still hurt feelings after what happened at Delaware last year. I hope not, but we never know. That's where, that's your time to settle it. As we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, that's, you don't have a lot more time. So I will, uh, man, I will, uh, I, I cannot wait. I, my excitement is still there, even for 2023, man. Um, it's crazy to think like that, but we've got so much positivity heading our way, man. I'm sorry. My nose is driving me crazy. So I know I'm positive <laughs> to go hit your nose as well, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into the stickers and scuffs podcast. We were long this week. Uh, we were pumped up. We were excited. And uh, you know what? Graden, the best thing about this is we're not stopping. We are going all the way into the offseason into next year. We we know that the offseason is really tough to get still mm-hmm. involved and, and keep your, your eyes into racing. The thing is, you can't stop because we no. need to keep the hype up, um, keep those sponsors, uh, keep those partners interested. And you know what, Graden, we'll be back next week. We're hoping to have one of the biggest pieces to the Oshwikan uh, Speedway event um, on the show. I'm sure he's going to be exhausted, but really thrilled with what happened. If you haven't already, follow myself at Cam K Racing, social media at the Stickers and Scuffs podcast, pretty much on everything. Uh, follow Old Smooth here, Smooth Operator 88 on Twitter. He is also on Facebook now, but don't be a creeper, okay? Um, we don't need any of those. We've had a lot of those already. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate all you guys tuning in, subscribe to the channel because we are not stopping this anytime soon. Great bun. What do you have to say before we wrap it up? Uh, man, we were lucky enough also to give away some stuff this weekend, uh, tying together what we've been talking about driver gear, team gear. Uh, we got a lot more where that came from, uh, for Delaware. We're going to give a bunch of stuff away. Um, and we're looking to keep that going through the off season. Just as you said, keep the buzz up. Um, it just, we watched history being written and it felt like it. And it also, for us, uh, the Bun Boys, at least, to hit a bucket lister like GP3R and then be at a week and a week later and staying to, to see <laughs> a, an amazing dirt ride. Like, as I said, like, as if this is my life. And then, and yeah, to Greg. Greg Callan and Adam um, and Brent hanging out up in the, they said they haven't settled on a final name for that uh, booth, but the Dutch oven does seem like a good one. Uh, (laughs) Man, the banter up there was something else. Uh, I just, I could not, I could not ask for anything more this summer as a race fan. I think that's how I'm going to close it. You know what the last thing is? Oh, well, I mean, that I'm not going to ask. That yeah. might happen. Well, let's keep it general. I, uh, I've i wished to race cars, and I, I've gotten that. We might not be done yet, so let's say that. Might not be done yet. And, man, we've done all the fan experience you could possibly do. We've been and, everywhere from the grandstands yep. to the inside of the track to, to the, the booth. control tower to the, like, booth. to the booth. I mean – we're not, yeah, as you said, we're not we're stopping. We're not professionals. We're just two fans that love yeah. racing. If there's, and, uh, if there's anything else we can say is just, if you want to do something, it, go try. get it. Yeah. yeah. Make your own success. It's not going to fall ass backwards into your lap. We don't go know what it. we're doing here. 
yeah. we were, we were not learning a, on the way. Yeah, right? I don't have a damn clue. We <laughs> that's what I kept telling everybody all weekend. I'm probably yeah. the least qualified podcaster in the history of podcasting, but here I am. And the, most, <laughs> the, and, and the person that does all the tech stuff doesn't know what he's doing either. He's just winging <laughs> it. So um, that's that's how things yeah. go, man. And uh, we done. can't we can't look forward to uh, Delaware enough. Um, we're ready to take a little bit of a break. I think we've been we've been on the road for for a bit, um, and uh, but we're both ready for the Delaware weekend. We can't wait to see all of you guys there, and for Championship weekend, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. So definitely, guys, subscribe, follow us on social media. We'll be here all season long and in the off season as well. We'll catch you on our next episode. Um, well, I guess next week. <laughs>